Hey, good morning, Christ Church. All right, good to be in the tent with you again uh, this week. And uh, I want to say welcome to all of you as well, all the folks joining us on, uh, online this morning. Even though we're in the tent, we have a huge group of folks who join us uh, every single Sunday online, so we're glad that uh, they're with us uh, as well. Uh, I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at Christ Church, and uh, we are continuing in our series, uh, Revival. But uh, before we jump into Revival, uh, I just want to give you a quick, quick word. Uh, we're only two weeks out uh, from uh, moving in day. Uh, in, yeah, uh, it's good. <laughs> now, let me give you a little clarification, though. How many have moved from one house to another house? Okay, what is moving in day like? Yeah, a little chaotic and stuff isn't always in the right place and there's stuff you got to fix and do and all that. So I just want to plant in your head today, make sure you understand the 18th of August, right now we're still scheduled, watch your emails this week especially, if we have to change we'll let you know, but right now we're still scheduled for the 18th, but that's move-in day, that's move-in day. Uh, the big thing to look for is on uh, the 8th of September, that's opening day, right? So uh, if you have a choice, guess which day I want you to invite your friends. <laughs> okay? And I do want you to invite your friends, uh, just like Tracy shared. But uh, think about uh, September 8th, because the 18th is going to be just move-in day. Okay? We all good with that? All right. Hey, we're in this series, uh, Revival. Uh, and uh, remember what we're doing in the series, uh, not just gathering in a tent, but uh, we are really looking at how, how do we continue to regenerate, revive, uh, revitalize uh, our life, right? That, that every day as a Christ follower especially, we get that opportunity to live that new life uh, that Jesus won for us. And so we've been kind of diving into Scripture each week and looking at some of those principles that can help us continue every single day to revive uh, our lives. And so uh, we've looked at some great R words, right? So we started out with remember, and that is just uh, remember, uh, right? Remember uh, who God is, right? We serve an incredible God who does incredible things. So one, remember who God is. Uh, the next week we talked about repent, right? Turn towards Jesus Christ and turn away from those things uh, that are sin in your life, those things that are detractors in your life, those things that bring you down. Instead, turn towards him because he elevates uh, life. So turn toward Jesus, turn away from those other things. Uh, get renewed, recreated, made, made new, right? Uh, Paul tells us in Christ we are a new creation. And so we get renewed. Uh, and then last week we heard uh, remain, that even though we remain uh, in the present and the struggles of the present, we always look forward because we know God has a future for us and that future is absolutely secure. So today, guess what? Another R word, and the word is retell. It should be at the bottom there, right? Retell, uh, retell. That's our word today, uh, retell. Now, to get to this word today and the principle behind it, uh, I'm going to take you into the Gospel of John, uh, into the ninth chapter. So if you happen to bring your word with you today, uh, that's where we're going to go. So you can just get there while I'm talking. Uh, Gospel of John, ninth chapter. If you didn't bring your word with you, that's okay. We supply it. So you should have got a handout. And in the handout, there's a whole section there that kind of gives you that. I couldn't give you the whole thing. There just wasn't enough room on the page. Uh, but grab your handout uh, and, uh, and uh, follow through. All right? And we're going to talk about what it is to 
retell and the importance of retelling and revitalizing uh, our life. It's based on a principle. Uh, and this is the revival uh, principle. It's there, yep. This is the revival principle. So when we retell, right? When we retell what God has done in our life, it revives our faith and it invites others into faith. That's the principle that you're going to hopefully see from uh, the Gospel of John here in the ninth chapter. That when we step into retelling and telling people over and over and over again what God has been doing in our lives, what that does is that every time we tell it, it revitalizes our life, but it also invites them into the same revival. Now, this is different than remembering, right? We started to remember who God is. Remembering who God is is different than retelling because remembering who God is reminds us just that, reminds us of who God is and what God is in God's character and how God acts and, and how God feels towards us. Retelling is telling people exactly what God has done in my life. Not just what God has done in the past, in the distant past, but what God has done exactly in my life. So when we retell, when we can look at our lives and we can begin to tell God's story in our own lives, in our own language, we get a revitalization from being able to say, yeah, that's what God's done for me. And it invites the others, those who listen, into that same kind of revitalizing uh, into their own life. Let's take a look at John 9, and uh, we'll kind of get you there. This is one of my, uh, one of my favorite stories uh, in Scripture, one of my favorite experiences in Scripture. And uh, we're going to focus on the guy uh, that's in this story. Uh, what happens in John 9 is it simply says Jesus is walking along, and he runs into a guy who has been blind from birth. And Jesus does what Jesus does. He steps into the experience and he heals the guy by taking some mud and taking some saliva, rubbing that all together, mashing it over his eyes, and then saying, now go and wash yourself, which he does. And of course, after he washes off the mud and the spit, what happens? He can now see. He is healed. Now that's pretty astounding in and of itself. We could spend all day talking about that one, right? Incredible. But what I find fascinating in the experience is what comes next, what happens to this guy. And I think it will inform us about what it is to get revitalized by simply retelling what we know God has done in our own lives. Here's what happens Jesus heals the guy. The guy goes and washes, and he can now see. There is a great furor that now erupts. People begin to question, people begin to wonder, and the Pharisees, the learned leaders get involved, and they bring him in front of him. They begin to question him about how in the world did this happen, who did this, this is impossible. There's all kinds of doubt that goes on, there's all kinds of questioning that goes on. And if you follow along, and you finally get down to verse 24, and, uh, and 25 in the text, uh, they have this guy in front of them, and they fundamentally say, look, how did this happen, and uh, who did this, right? So you get down to, what is it, 24, 
So for a second time, they called in the man who had been uh, blind, and they told him, God should get the glory from this because we know this man Jesus is a sinner. Now look what he says in verse 25. I love this guy. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. I don't know. I can identify with this. I don't know. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind, and what? Now I can see. Does he need to know all kinds of theological platitudes? No. Does he need to know all kind of Christianese language? No. What does he need to know? I was blind, and now I see. <laughs> knows who did it. All he does in the entire story over and over and over again is stay with the simple retelling. That's all he does. Over and over, all he does is stick with the simple retelling and say, look, I, I don't know. But here's what I do know. My life was this way before, and when Jesus got involved, now it's this way. My life used to look like this, but now Jesus got involved in what? My life is now revived. Can you do this? If you're a Christ follower, you used to look like this. But Jesus got involved, and now your life is this. You see, when we retell, all we retell, we retell the simple story, the simple experience of this is what used to be and Jesus got involved, and this is what now is. And when we retell that story, and we keep retelling that story to other people, it will revitalize us every single time we tell the story. Every single time we give witness to what Jesus has done in our life, it revitalizes new life. And what does it do? It gives somebody else the opportunity for the same kind of revival. When we retell, it confirms what God has done. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get pretty forgetful. Do you forget things like birthdays and anniversaries, and hopefully nobody does, right? But, uh, you know, we, we tend to be a forgetful people, right? When we retell the story, this is what my life was, Jesus got involved, and now it's this. It revitalizes us because it confirms what Jesus can do and does do every single day in our lives. He stayed with the simple truth, and people began to question, they began to doubt, what the heck is going on? It says early in the story, as soon as he was healed, some folks who had known him his whole life, they'd seen him begging his whole life, they begin to say, but wait a minute, is that the same guy? That must be a different blind guy who was healed. That, that can't be the same guy. See, what happens is when Jesus works in our life and we start retelling the story, there's going to be others out there who are going to question and doubt and wonder and say, really? You know, you can explain that away this way or you might explain that away this way or you might explain it away another way. They might look for some kind of rationale of why your life changed or why it's so much better when in reality, you know. You know. 
I used to be this. Jesus got involved. And now I'm this. When we retell the story, it answers all those doubt questions that others are going to raise. If we want to revitalize, if we want revival every single day in our life, we need to get in the habit, in the experience over and over and over again of being willing to retell. Retell. Confirm again and again what Jesus has done. They said to the guy, look, you must not be the guy, right? No, he just looks like him. Can't be the guy. But the beggar kept saying, yep, I'm the same guy. I'm the same me. It's just now I'm a different me because Jesus got involved. He said, look, I'm the same guy. Yes, I am the same one. They said, well, well, who healed you? What happened? Well, he told them, they called him Jesus, and he made some mud, and he spread it over my eyes, and he told me, go to the pool of uh, Siloam and wash yourself. So I went, I washed, and what? And now I can see. Again, did he get lost in all kinds of other stuff? Nope. Look, I am who I am. This is, who, this is me. This is what's happened in my life. I was blind, and now I see, and Jesus did it. See, you want revival in your life every single day. Be willing to step into the opportunity of just telling the simple story. I was this. Jesus got involved. And now I'm this. When we keep retelling the story, it keeps us focused. It keeps us focused not on ourselves, but it keep us, keeps us focused on the God who's working in our lives. It is so easy for us to lose focus. We get into the everyday, we get into the grind, we get into the habits. It's easy for us to kind of lose our focus and even lose the opportunity of seeing God at work. When we retell the story, when we say, I was this, Jesus got involved, and now I'm this, it renews, it revitalizes the opportunity for us to see God working again. Right? We believe this, we know this. That God is not a distant God. God is a near God. How do we know this? Because he came to be with us. Jesus came to be among us. He is working in your life every single day. Are you looking for him? Are you focused on him? Are you experiencing a revitalization in life because you are ready every single day to say, it wasn't just a one-time thing, it's an everyday thing, where I was this, but Jesus got involved today, and now today, I am this. This guy, this guy was persistent, and he kept his focus. The Pharisees asked him again, who did this? What do you think? What's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, well, look, he must be at least a prophet. So the Pharisees are calling him Jesus a sinner. The guy says, wait, wait a minute, at the least he's a prophet. See, you don't have to understand everything there is to understand about walking with Jesus. When you want your life revitalized, you just retell. Retell the story of what God has done and you'll get more and more sensitive every single day to see God working every single day in your life. It revitalizes us when we retell because it keeps us focused. It also keeps us persistent. Boy, I'm doing a lot of moving up here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Two weeks. Two weeks. 
All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Keeps us persistent. Okay, so now we get to my favorite part of the story, okay? So you kind of get the gist of what's going on, hopefully, right? This guy's been blind since he's born. Jesus is mud, spit, whatever, and, and he just stays. I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I know, right? Here's what I know. The Pharisees, now these are the religious leaders, right? These, these are the ones who are, I mean, they're so into the law and they're so knowledgeable and they're upset with this whole thing because it happened on the Sabbath and, and they're just totally disturbed and they get this guy in front. They even call his parents. They call mommy and daddy and say, wait, is, is this your son and, and was he really born blind? And they go through all of that stuff, right? And then they get the guy in front of him again and they begin to question him again. And so they say, you know, look, uh, tell us again, what did he do? How did he heal you? Now, look what the guy does. Again, love this guy. Ready? Look, the man exclaimed. I told you once. Didn't you listen? Have you ever been in that moment? You've been in that moment, haven't you? I told you once to clean up your room. Didn't you listen? You've been there, right? I told you. Listen, I told you. I told you once. Didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Now, this is the great part. You watching? To the religious leaders, he says, do you want to become his disciple too? Do you get a little hint of sarcasm there? Do you get a little, little, a little sticking going on there, a little poking in the back seat stuff there? Look, I've told you. I, I told you before. How many times do we need to tell you? But there's a hint of invitation. There's a hint of invitation. Do you want to become his disciple too? When we retell the story, we not only retell what God has done in our lives, but we join God and what he's doing in somebody else's life. Did you follow that? When we retell the story, what God has done in our life, we don't just tell what he's done in our life, but we join God in the presence with the opportunity of what he might do in somebody else's life. When we retell the story, there is the inherent invitation, do you want to become his disciple too? Now, these guys didn't respond so well to this invitation. You'll notice it says they began to curse him, and they said, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. Now, look what the guy does. Why, that's very strange, the man replied. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Who is he ready to hear? Those who worship him and, don't miss that, those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, God doesn't change, remember who he is. Ever since the world began, Noah's been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. When you retell, I was this, 
Then Jesus got involved. And now I'm this. You join in the activity of what God is doing and the invitation in somebody else's life. When you retell, you revitalize your own faith because you get focused again in the present on a God who is active right now. When you retell, you remind yourself who God really is. You remind yourself what God can do. Listen, I know this. You ready? I know this. I would not be up on this platform if not for Jesus Christ in my life. And not just because it's my job, right? I would not be in front of you today if not for Jesus Christ. I was just a pig farmer's kid from Illinois. And 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 I get the privilege to share the gospel with you. I could never do that. We would not be moving in to what's being built over here in two weeks if not for what God has done. This is all totally a God thing. He has prepared the way over the years, every step. I can go back and sit with you and show you over and over again how God worked to bring Christ's church to this particular day and moment. This is what I know. On a personal level, I know I would not have the joy today of being able to baptize my granddaughter and see the faith continue in my family to another generation, if not for Jesus Christ. I cannot, could not do that on my own. I just don't have it. As hard as I try, as hard as I would want to, I just don't have it. But he does. My life was this. But Jesus got involved, and now it's this. You see, I can tell simply what I know. And when I tell that, even as I share that with you this morning, my gut starts churning and the goosebumps start coming on the back of my neck because I realize how incredible, how good Jesus Christ has been in my life. Did you listen to Tracy this morning? It's not just me. Huh? Yeah. Listen to her this morning. Yeah. See? She could retell. She could say, you know, I was hard. But, you know, that day I came, the Holy Spirit. She didn't say the day I came, all those great volunteers and all those hard workers. And you are. Praise you. Thank you. Keep doing it. We need more of you. She could look at that and say, the Holy Spirit prepared the moment when I walked in the door of Christ Church. She was this. Jesus got involved in a new way, and now she's this. And when we retell, that revitalizes, renews, and it lets us join into what God's doing in that day in the invitation to somebody else. Now here's the great news. When you join in what God is doing, you will get the joy of being able to see God work. When you join and you start retelling and you experience that revitalization, you you will get to see God actually working. 
The guy finally gets done talking with the Pharisees. He finally gets through the whole experience. And uh, later on at the end of the chapter, Jesus, hearing what the guy went through, seeks the guy out. Now that's a great point in the experience. Jesus healed the guy with the spit and the mud and then went on. The guy has this experience with the Pharisees where he is confronted and struggling. And what does he do? He just sticks with his story. He just says, listen, this is what I know. I was this, this guy, Jesus got involved, and and now I'm this. When the struggle is through, after he has persisted, Jesus seeks him out. Jesus intentionally seeks out this man. He gives a great word there, isn't there? You may go through the struggles, you may go through the challenges, but when you stay persistent and consistent, you need to know Jesus is still seeking to do more in your life. He is still seeking to do more in your life. He is still seeking to accomplish more revival in your life every single day. And so he seeks out the man because there's something more for this man. Not only has he been healed of his blindness, now Jesus sees him and he asks him a question. He says, do do you want to know the Son of Man? Do you want to know the Son of Man? The man answers, well, who is he, sir? I, I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he's speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said. And he worshiped Jesus. Did something more just get it added to his life? He was blind. Now he sees. If you're in the tent this morning and you're not yet following Jesus, I want you to hear what I know. Jesus has more for you than you could ever dream, think, or imagine. Here's what I know. God loves you so much that he came into the world in his son, Jesus Christ, and he willingly gave up his life and sacrificed everything that he was so that you could be revitalized and your life could be new and you could let go of all of that sin in your life and instead you could have a new life in his name. Here's what I know. God loves you so much that he will not let you go. He does not want to lose even one. But he wants to bring you and lift you up just like he lifted Jesus out of death to new life. Do you want to know the Son of Man? Yes, I want to believe. And he worshiped Jesus. The guy who was blind, his life is now changed in a whole new path. While the Pharisees and the religious leaders and all those other folks are still struggling with trying to answer the question, who is this Jesus? Who is this young rabbi? Who's the guy that understands? Some guy that was blind. And Jesus got involved. And now he sees. And now he really sees. When we retell, when we retell, we get the opportunity to have our life revitalized and join in God's activity of inviting somebody else. And all we have to do is say, this is what I know. This is what I know. My life was this. Jesus got involved. And now it's this. And he's not done yet.
He's not done yet. Christ Church, we're going to move in day. Not opening day, remember. We're going to move in day in a couple, in a couple weeks, right? It's going to be awesome. I've been walking through there a lot. It's going to be awesome. But you need to remember this. He's not done yet. He's not done yet. This is only one step. This is only one step. He has so much more to do with this congregation. He has so much more to do with you as the people of God here. This is only one more step because there's all kinds of blind people out there that you run into every single day and they don't know. They don't know. They're still blind, living life for themselves, thinking that's what life is all about, me. And you know. And they are just waiting for you to simply retell. Hey, my life was this. I was there once. But Jesus got involved. And now my life is this. Young Timothy, Pastor Timothy, he, uh, he reminds us, but God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could what? Could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst of sinners. Then others realize, will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. Revival happens when we retell and we join in God's activity of him pouring himself out once again into life in the invitation to somebody else. So I want to encourage you, start retelling. You don't need to know everything there is to know in the book. You don't need to understand every theological premise that we know and teach. You just need to know what? My life was this. Jesus got involved. And now it's this. Let's pray. Father, thanks so much for your goodness today. Thanks for uh, bringing us together. Uh, we all have a story, Lord, because we all come with a common thing. Uh, being broken, being that prone to being selfish. So today, Lord, we come to you and we ask, uh, help us to look beyond ourselves. To just uh, have that revitalization of our faith and our life because uh, we trust you more than anything. So let us step into that invitation to just retell, to remind ourselves not just who you are, but what you have done for us every single day. Not just long ago when Jesus walked the earth, but what you have done yesterday to forgive us, to renew us, and to claim us once again as your child. Help us to join in your activity. Help us to step into that retelling so that others too will know our life was this, but Jesus got involved. And now it's completely new. We have been revived. We ask it, we pray it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.